baptism as a whole, as a, as a, as a practice, as a, call it a religious ritual, as it were, have you ever just stopped and thought about how weird it is? So, for those that don't know, we've got a, a jacuzzi at the back, <laughs> hot tub, <laughs> and what's going to happen is, Paul and Michael are going to be in there, and they'll just grab someone, not, it's someone that's obviously getting baptised, not just anyone, don't worry, and pray for them, and then just dunk them under some water, pull them out, and then they leave, and they get dry, and they get changed, and they sit back in their seat, and we call that normal in church, <laughs> but um, you might be in the room thinking, that's weird, and that's okay. Um, the, only thing, the only thing I can compare it to is, um, this may have only happened once. Well, it would have happened because a first only ever happens once. But you won't remember this. But remember, the, just think about the first time you were bathed as a child. Imagine, I'm not, I'm not a parent, but I imagine a little bit like baptism. There's, a, there's one adult there, mom, one adult there, dad, and dunk. Um, it's, that's the only comparison I can seem to draw. Like that first time that you were an infant, first bath, and we have some... New infants, we have some people who are born again getting dunked in that tank later on. Um, so, scripture for you, which is, if you were to kind of hierarchy the most important scriptures in church life, here's one of them in the top ten, I would say. Um, it says, Matthew 28, Jesus came and told his disciples, I just need to stop and catch my breath. <laughs> I don't need water, just maybe just a hot, a wet towel. I know. Um, I, <laughs> I'll go and jump in the pool after. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. This is, this is what Paul and Michael will be doing in that pool, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Boom. So that word baptism or baptize um, comes from Greek. So here's a bit of a Greek lesson. Just if, if you're not into Greek, don't worry. It's only going to be a little bit. But the word, I like saying it because it's kind of better than baptism. So I'm renaming today Baptizo Sunday. Greek Baptizo Sunday, um, which means definition in the Greek, which was what the New Testament was written in in its earliest form. To make whelmed, W-H-E-L-M-E-D. So you've heard of overwhelmed and underwhelmed? To make whelmed, cover completely with a fluid. To cleanse by dipping or submerging. To wash, to make clean with water. To wash oneself and to bathe. So just turn to your neighbor, smell them and say, have you been baptized today? Have you had a baptizo in the last week? <laughs> uh, I'm not one for, I'm a kind of, um, I used to be a every other day shower kind of guy. I've, now I've got a bit older, maybe a bit smelly. I'm now an everyday shower kind of guy. Um, but I, I just love water. So the concept of baptism to me is like just Christmas. Because I just love water. So I'm in Blackpool in the middle of November, no hesitation, strip off trunks, dive in. And it's not just, you know, paddle. It's swim to the nearest buoy and back. That's my experience of 
you know, northern sea. Um, I, <laughs> there was an occasion I went traveling around uh, Europe on a train with some friends, and um, we were on a 24-hour journey, 16 hours on a train from Italy to Nice. We are going to the south of France. It was midsummer. We didn't book. Not only did we not, because it was an overnighter, we didn't book a bed, which you can do. We forgot that because we were late. We didn't even book a chair. So we were for 12, 16 hours on a train, sat on our soup on our backpack like this in the corridor. It was a horrendous journey. We got lost. We couldn't find where we were going next. And I, we just almost gave up until we saw the sea. <laughs> and we just jumped off this rock and cleansed ourselves and baptized ourselves. As a kid, I jumped in the canal. Now I wonder why, you know, I glow green at night. <laughs> I used to swim all summer. We spent all summer swimming in the canal. Or where I'm from, it's called the cut. Go down the cut. We used to swim on a rope swing, and kids don't try that at home. Um, but here's another scripture, because the same word, baptizo, it appears here, but it's translated for you in Mark 7. When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they baptizo. And <laughs> I love saying it. And they observe many other traditions, such as the baptizoing <laughs> of cups, <laughs> pitchers, and kettles. I am the chief baptizoer in our house. I wash up. After every meal, or every other, if I'm feeling lazy. If Steph does it, it's just nowhere near as good, but she's far better, far more suited to behind the, the stove. <laughs> Don't tell her. <laughs> but anyway, I've, <laughs> this, that was my introduction, and I've, I realized I've only got 13 minutes, so I need to move fast. So, <laughs> uh, so anyway, context um, to this scripture, and we're about to talk about the first time somebody was actually baptized by John the Baptist. Well, not maybe the first instant, but I'm going to briefly talk about when G Jesus got baptized. But in a second, but there's a bit of context. If you know anything about the Bible, there's a period of time that we don't have much Bible literature. In fact, there's very little between the Old and the New Testament. So at the end of the Old Testament, everything was tragic. The whole people of Israel, the, the, Jerusalem had been destroyed, Israelites scattered everywhere. And then the next thing we hear is in Matthew when Jesus arrives. There's a 400-year period that we don't know much about. But God's people remain. So in that process, some people converted to Judaism. Some people found God in that 400-year process. So there was certain things that they did to sort of symbolize somebody coming, converting and coming of age. Or, you know, that, that sort of um, baptism of fire <laughs> process. Um, so... People would do a number of things. One was circumcision. And aren't you glad we don't do <laughs> that? Um, covenant, they have a meal. Uh, they had to know the law of Moses. They had to make a sacrifice or an animal sacrifice. And they had to ceremonially wash, baptizo, as a sign that they had become a son or daughter of God. This was something that they did privately. It wasn't in a river. It wasn't something where all their friends came and they invited their family. It was a private occasion. But there was a time, and I'm about to read about it, when it happened outside publicly a little bit like today. And let's pick it up in Mark 1. And it says, this messenger was John the Baptist. Even his name is Baptizo or something. Um, if you know Greek, you know I'm kind of pronouncing it wrong and getting it all wrong, but anyway. Um, he was in the wilderness and preached that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. All of Judea, including all the people of Jerusalem, 
went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. His clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. For food, he ate locusts and wild honey. John announced, someone is coming soon who is greater than I am. So much greater that I'm not even worthy to stoop down like a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptize you with water, much like today. But he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, much like today. So there's three, in that passage, there's three angles, three perspectives that you can look at baptism. And I'm going to briefly go through them. I haven't got a huge amount of time, but um, I think I've got enough to make it um, helpful, hopefully. So the first one is this. It is my baptism. So the three that stood up here today is your day. And many of us in the room had our day, the day of my baptism. So this point is to do with it's your baptism. It's your personal thing. It's your personal decision. And let's just read the scriptures to help with this. Mark 1.4, we just read it. This messenger was John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness and preached that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turn to God to be forgiven. It's your sin. It's your life. It's your baptism. And today it is your decision, not mine, not Sarah and, and Paul, as they've said, you know, very enthusiastically. And we would say it every time like that, get baptized. It's your baptism. Remember some of you in the room, remember that day, not only the day you got baptized, but do you remember the day that you decided to get baptized? Do you remember that moment where you thought, actually, that's it? And hopefully, part of why we love hearing stories, part of why many of us who've been baptized before love Baptism Sunday, is because it reminds us of the joy and that process that we went through to get there. So that's why we're excited today, if you're new. <laughs> and if you've not been baptized, don't let others pressurize you. I had a friend... Um, when, I, when I first became a Christian, age 14, and a few of us became Christians, we went to a youth group, and um, on one occasion, some of my friends were getting baptized. Went down the line a little bit like we just did, four or five people. Went down, great story, great story. Got to the last guy, my mate Ollie, and he said, so Ollie, why are you getting baptized? Because he is. <laughs> it wasn't his decision, and unfortunately, it's a funny story, but he's no longer going for God. But he got baptized that day, but it wasn't his decision. It wasn't his baptism. He didn't own it. So there's a baptism that goes on behind closed doors before you even get to the pool. There's a cleansing process. There's a forgiveness process. There's a accepting Jesus as your own personal Lord and Savior. And if you're in this room and you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, that is the first step to almost like they would do in the process between Old and New Testament, when they had to convert to Judaism privately, they would wash themselves ceremonially in your bedroom, in the private moment in your house, wherever you may be, baptize. It's your baptism. Make a personal decision. You're born again. The process of baptism, what we do is a little bit like replicating what Jesus did. Jesus was alive. He died and he went under and was buried. But he didn't stay there. He lifted and rose again. That is the purpose and the kind of the symbolism behind baptism. And you can do that today. 
You can do that. All of us. Don't switch off if you're a Christian. You've been a Christian for 35 years. We need to do that daily. We need to make a decision to follow Jesus daily. Because it's your baptism. It's my baptism. However, moving on, baptism is more, more than a private decision. That's what today is all about. And we'll read a scripture from Matthew 3. In verse 5 it says, People from Jerusalem and from all of Judea and all over the Jordan Valley went out to see and hear John the Baptist. When they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. And what we can only assume was it wasn't a private occasion behind closed doors. It was a public affair in front of however many people had gathered on that particular day. As many people have made it to church this morning, baptism is, is more than a private decision. It's our baptism. We, part of the reason when we saw particularly Elishka in tears, part of the reason many of us resonated with that is because it's our, we, we are going under those waters together. We are the body of Christ and we are together in this. We, those that have been through it understand the process of going through the water. So it's our baptism. We do this together. We're in this together. It's a public decision, which is why we get people to make a public declaration. Jesus, why did he, and I won't get onto it now, but why did Jesus why was he baptized? Because he had no sin. He was perfect. Why did he get baptized by John? John, in fact, said, you should be baptizing me, not the other way round. But Jesus went through the waters, much like the three and maybe four, five, six, seven, however many people today get baptized. Jesus did it first. What does that even mean? Why? He didn't need to. He's God. What Jesus, I feel, was doing in that moment was he was identifying himself with John's message of repentance. So John's main message, he kind of had two words in his preach, and that was it. He just repeated them over and over. Repent, baptize, repent. Turn from your past life. Turn from your sins. Turn from your, 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 what was yesterday and look to you tomorrow. Repent, follow Jesus, and then be baptized. That was John's message. So Jesus, in the process of being baptized, was saying, I agree. This is, has my stamp of approval. This is my seal of authority. You all must do the same. And also, what's beautiful, thinking about our baptism, is Jesus was baptized by John because he was identifying himself with you and me and our sin. He was saying, I know you guys have got to go through that process. So I'm identifying myself. I know you've messed up. I know you, you need to go to the grave and you need to be punished and you deserve death and you've messed up. I know that. But I'm coming with you. I'm going to go to the depth of where you have to go and deeper. I'm going to struggle to the struggles that you have but harder. I'm going to work harder than you, you have to do. You, even you have to do with all of your difficulties. He went to the pit and stayed there for us. He was identifying himself with us. So we need to identify ourselves with him and with each other and with his church. And it's not a ceremony, like an initiation process. It's by no means that. But there's, a, there's, there's something about getting baptized today, about joining in with the rest of us and saying we're in this together. 
We are God's church. We are his people because Jesus went first. Our baptism. So no wonder we get so excited on the baptism Sunday because I feel like I'm not actually going to get baptized, but I feel like I'm getting baptized all over again because it's happening through these guys. Awesome. So no wonder we get excited. And then finally, and I haven't got time to go into massive detail, and perhaps it doesn't even need it, but the end of the scripture I read in Mark 1 says in verse 8, Mark 1, 8, this is John the Baptist speaking, I baptize you with water. And perhaps Paul and Michael could say, you know, the same thing. I baptize you with water. John the Baptist baptized with water. But he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Some translations or versions say with fire. Now, again, I haven't got massive time to go into that. We've heard of the phrase baptism of fire, but what about baptism in fire? But to help you understand really simply without going into into theology, we're talking about a powerful occasion. We're not just talking about a ceremony or a ritual, a nice have your family around for Sunday dinner after a nice service on a morning. It is a powerful occasion. And if you want it, you can have it. And it applies to all of us. So there might be people in the room. You've been baptized in water. You've gone through John the Baptist baptism. But maybe today could be the day that you get baptized in Jesus' baptism, which is, if you kind of use the same imagery, a washing, cleansing with water, that is purer than any water you've ever, ever touched. It's water that has power like no soap or deodorant or links could ever have. Fully covered, fully wet, fully whelmed by God and his Holy Spirit. That is available to everyone in this room right now. And I don't need to make it a big hoo-ha and a big song and dance. It can be... A beautiful moment that happens right now in a second when I pray. Not because I pray, but because he baptizes in, Holy, in the Holy Spirit. So there's a, in many ways, there's a baptism greater than even the baptizo in water. And that is the baptizo. I don't know if I'm sounding more African than Greek. I don't know. <laughs> There's a baptism greater than the baptism in water. And it's great. And do it. And everyone should do it. But in the same process, at the same time, it could even happen. You go through the water. You go through the Holy Spirit. Same thing. Same day. Same occasion. Baptism in the Holy Spirit. Baptism in water. All of us. Because it's our baptism. So I'm going to pray. And then um, I hope you've you've kind of understood what I've tried to communicate because it's meant to be a shorter message because we want to make time for the the baptism but can we um, stand to our feet because I feel the only way I can respond to this message is in a prayer it's your baptism today there's three there's four there's five however many but also all of us daily one of the key phrases for this year is daily you need cleansing you need refreshing you need to have power that you didn't have before you walked in this room yeah you need to know that your sins are forgiven 
And actually, you may have accepted that and, and, and believed and prayed that prayer 20 years ago. But today, you need to know that your sins from 20 years ago have been forgiven. There's power in the Holy Spirit. There is power in the name of Jesus. When we baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we can expect something powerful. So for Reuben, for Sean, for Elishka, and let's just believe maybe one or two, three, four, Nikki. had quite some weekend when you go through that water your sin is forgiven your past has gone you have buried it and you can rise again because he went first Jesus went first and he said not only that not only can you come for this great occasion You can be baptized in my Holy Spirit. Have the power, have the authority, have the forgiveness, know his love. Imagine washing and cleansing yourself in the love of God. That can happen right now. And if we're going to pray, I said a prayer, let's pray. If if you want to, just lift your hand up. If this is something that you think, okay, I just want more of God. Maybe that's all of us. Just stick up your hand or both hands and I'll pray. Lord, today is my baptism. Lord, today I choose to wash myself all over again. Cleansed and forgiven. Thank you, God, that I am no longer a slave, but a child of God. And Lord, as on this day, for those with hands up, Lord, may they be baptized in the Holy Spirit. God, it's not weird. It's not even odd. It just takes faith. And Lord, I pray for hands up right now for a baptism, a cleansing, a healing like never before in your